You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Many cults reach a point where mass murder is inevitable. It's the cult. I mean, it's the cult of cults. It's the cult of truth. It is no different with the climate change cult. Many people who are in the middle of Manhattan and have maybe ever never been on the other side of the Hudson River uh, can have these ideas in their heads somehow that we could eliminate fossil fuels. Well, it's a recipe for mass suicide. Uh, it's just quite amazing that someone that is in government, actually elected to the government of the United States of America, would propose that we eliminate all fossil fuels in 12 years. It would basically begin a process of cannibalization amongst the human species because the food could not be delivered to the stores in the middle of the cities anymore. Recently at the 28th annual United Nations Climate Change Conference, also known as COP28, Pope Francis issued an apostolic exhortation to fuel the climate crisis psyop. These people won't stop until all life on planet Earth is no more, as they continue to ignore the science. Are you seriously suggesting we should be pumping more stuff in, polluting the Earth more, building more coal-fired power stations just so we can make sure that the CO2 levels are good? No, I'm not, because we're putting plenty of CO2 into the atmosphere. We don't need to do it this quickly, but if we bring it up to a higher level than it is today, we will get immediately an increase in the growth of crops and trees, which is not a bad thing. This tendency to go in the rich countries to wind and solar is a giant waste of money. Those wind farms will rust in place, and there is no fun to decommission them when they either wear out or we decide how ridiculous it is to spend so much money for so little electricity that isn't even reliable. The climate right now is no warmer than it's been many times throughout history. Our, our baseline is now the lowest the carbon dioxide has been in 600 million years. That won't stop King Charles from demanding that U.S. taxpayers pump trillions of dollars into their organization in order to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Our grandchildren won't be asking what we said. They will be living with the consequences of what we did or didn't do. So if we act together to safeguard our precious planet, the welfare of all our people will surely follow. The earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. They're chemtrailing with aluminum dioxide, all the world, killing the seeds, the plants, the trees, the insects dying. They've got the Hadron Collider, their own scientists are making blow the earth up, the tests they're doing. They're the ones releasing GMO. They're the ones with the 5G. They're the ones saying cut down trees, carbon's bad. So everything he says is a giant lie, except we own the earth, you don't. It's ours. We're the guardians of the earth. He represents the earth while he's killing it. While the annual president of COP28, CEO of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, raised questions no one wanted to address. Reports in The Guardian um, of your comments that there is no science behind calls to cut fossil fuels. Do you maintain this? Contribute to a loss of public confidence in this COP outside of the negotiating bubble here on site? What I'm saying today, you have access to all of my public engagements. It's there. I'm not going to say anything new. While John Kerry wants food production halted and millions to starve in order to worship his delusions. Emissions from the food system alone 
are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Doesn't work. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia spearheads a $500 billion project to cram 260,000 people per square kilometer into a 110-mile-long, dense urban nightmare. Imagine Neom as a prototype for a better future, a future for all. One being built to last. Sound good? Adding to their misguided solutions is the use of carbon dioxide removal machines. One of our plants does the work of 40 million trees. So if we're going to plant trees instead of doing our plants, we better get on with it. We better plant lots of them. A scaled-up plant could do the work of 40 million trees, but only if the carbon... I want him found. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast, now! Yes, sir! Well... What? Man up and vanished like a fart in the wind. Nothing left but... Damn rocks on the windowsill. And that cupcake on the wall. What say there, fussy bridges? This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! Welcome back to the Unveiling the Truth Behind the Globalist Curtain. Welcome to the War Room. I'm Chase Geyser, your host this afternoon. I believe, though I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that this is the last time that the War Room is going to be hosted by anyone other than the great Owen Schroeder. Alex said today on air that Owen is planning on coming back into the studio on Monday afternoon, so hopefully you will be seeing him again there. It has been an honor and a pleasure to be with you on the American Journal throughout this process. Though, of course, the circumstances were unfortunate. And it's been a pleasure to be with you the last few Friday afternoons here on The War Room. And Owen released a statement this morning, which I want to play in a second. It's clip 13. Right out of the gate, literally right out of the cage, he released his statement. This was before he came on the Alex Jones show today. He made an outstanding appearance. Alex did a great job of speaking with him on the show today. So you're going to hear him reference going on the show in this clip. But I want you to hear from Owen directly here in clip 13. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, Owen Schroyer here, and yes, it's official, I have been released from federal prison. And uh, man, do I have a lot of stories to tell, and obviously I will be telling you these stories over the course of the coming days. There are a lot of big and fun interviews that I have coming up. I will be making another statement later today as well on the Alex Jones show and we got a lot of exciting stuff in the very near future but I just want to take this time to thank everybody for your prayers thank everybody for all the mail and the books that you sent me I was able to read 15 books in my 47 days in prison the majority of my time spent in lockdown if you can believe that but I believe God wanted me to have this experience. I had to see the full prison experience because I learned a lot and I've realized that there's some things that we've been missing 
when it comes to fixing our country. And so I'm going to be talking a lot about that. But there was one particular Bible verse that stuck out to me when Paul and Silas were imprisoned and they talked about praying and the prayers shook the foundations and caused an earthquake that caused the prison doors to be open so that they could get out. And I believe that happened to me not only once, but twice. Your prayers shook the prison doors open so that I got out of the special housing unit known as the shoe on the inside or confinement is the prison inside the prison. And then your prayers once again caused the earthquake that opened the prison doors for me to be released today after serving 47 days of my 60 days. I will tell you, freedom is great. The one thing I learned immediately, never take anything in your life for granted because you never know when it can all be ripped away from you. But the fresh air, the open world, I'm back. Good stuff. And I'm ready to go. He's back and he's ready to go. Awesome. I can't wait to see him on Monday. I haven't reached out to him because I know a million people are probably reaching out to him. But it's going to be a pleasure to see him back in the studio, back working again. And I know that he's going to be stronger than ever before. Speaking of crime... We had Owen Schroyer spend 47 days in federal prison. While crime is rampant all over the country, house burglary, gangs from South America use security jammers to break into expensive homes in the Detroit area, according to police. I'm going to show you a few clips of crime today. We're going to run clip one here in a second. But even Democrats in California are coming out and saying, look, I voted for Biden, I voted for Newsom, I voted for these leftists in my community, and now I'm wondering if I made the right decision. Now they're going to have to re-earn my vote because obviously this leadership isn't working out. Let's go ahead and run clip one. And caught on camera at a local construction company in L.A.'s Glassell Park, several thieves are involved, and tonight that owner tells us he's frustrated. This whole strip has been broken to. Our neighbors have broken to four times. These guys just got broken to two months ago. What are we supposed to do? We're a small construction company. Ryan Bagley, the latest victim on this Glassell Park Street, to get burglarized by several thieves, so many, it's hard to count. As you watch them file into and out of Bagley's business, Delta Construction and Electric. They smashed into our gate over there, smashed their gate into here. 15 dudes come pouring in. Delta security cameras capturing the destructive mayhem about 5 a.m. Wednesday morning. The getaway car, this blue Kia Soul, Bagley says, was stolen from LAPD's impound yard. The cops just knew that it was from the LAPD impound because of the chalk mark on the window. That Kia Soul taking out a gate so the hooded suspects could make entry. Hi. You are currently being recorded. Inside, they took whatever they could carry, including music equipment. Bagley and his brother, former band members, stored inside. You can hear the alarm and spot a guitar. Stole six of our guitars, a bunch of studio mics and stuff like that. Rustled some stuff out, some some uh, construction in our construction side. They stole a bunch of tools. Thousands of dollars worth of valuables, demolished doors and gates. Bagley says the alarm company woke him at 5.03 a.m. when the break-in was still 
underway, and he managed to get there even before cops, but the suspects were gone. I came in ready to rustle them out of there and just be like, you know, I'm, I wanted to at least take down a few of them. His business now boarded up, and Bagley is fed up with the break-ins and elected officials. I voted for Karen Bass, I voted for Biden, I voted for Gavin Newsom. I'm sick of it. It's like at some point you have to give me a reason to vote for you again. Or just do our jobs, make a living, help our employees make a good living, and move on. But it's really freaking difficult to survive. Incredible. Incredible. Let's run clip nine, but let's run it just as B-roll. I just want the audience to see this example of Keanu Reeves uh, training with Terran Tactical. This is clip nine in the background here. But Keanu Reeves' home was raided as well by burglars in ski masks, and a firearm was stolen. Obviously very bold to be invading the home of John Wick. (laughs) I've been having, or I've had a similar experience in California where we had some family friends. I may have told the story before on air, but I'll tell it again because it's so relevant. When I lived in California, we had some family friends who had a million dollars worth of jewelry stolen from their homes. Needless to say, they're quite wealthy, very successful family. And I was able to find out who stole. It was a crew in ski masks. They had the the flashlight. They were lens flaring the security cameras so that it was just hard to determine who they were. But the audio picked up a certain dialect of Spanish, and I can't remember it for the life of me now. So I was able to determine sort of where they were from. And I ran Facebook ads offering to pay cash for jewelry, and I used images of jewelry that matched or were very similar to the jewelry that they had stolen. So I had images from the family friends, what was stolen. And I ran these lead generation ads. So it was just fill out the form. If you have any jewelry, you'll pay cash for it. And I targeted only Spanish-speaking people who had recently been at their address. This was back when Facebook had an incredible privacy violations in terms of the targeting parameters that you could use. And several of them completed the form. And I turned in their names and their information to law enforcement. Specifically, the detective that was responsible for the case. And they never followed up. They never made the arrests. It's like these people were at the address, according to the Facebook ads that I ran. They speak Spanish. They've got pictures of guns and jewelry on their own social media pages after I looked into them. And you're telling me that you're not even going to make an arrest. It's not enough evidence. So the thing isn't just the crime being rampant. The the thing is the the criminals know that law enforcement is not going to do anything about these crimes. That's what's so offensive about this. So they're going to put Owen Schroyer in prison, but they're not going to arrest anybody for breaking into homes all over California because, after all, that's racist. More news on the other side, folks. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and give yourself and others the gift of turbocharged energy this Christmas. TurboForce Plus is back in stock for 25% off plus free shipping and double the Patriot points. Be the reason we are still on the air and get TurboForce Plus. It will light you up like a Christmas tree this holiday season. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious, and you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity 
and then there's mass sterilization that's already taken place. They're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Let's go to Highwaymen in Illinois. You're on the air. Thanks for calling. Hey, Alex. It's uh, great to talk to you. Long time, long time listener. First time actually getting through calling. First, I, I want to uh, give a little plug on something that I, I don't feel that uh, you plug nearly enough. Your dad's turmeric toothpaste is incredible. I be first to admit I've kind of neglected my teeth, and I started using your dad's toothpaste, and my gums stopped bleeding, brushing my teeth, and I mean it is dentist cleaning clean every time you brush your teeth. It is incredible. Well, again, my dad, I say he's retired. He doesn't do a lot of practicing. He still has his license. He still takes care of friends and family and other folks. But yeah, he simply creates toothpaste with top toothpaste manufacturers that don't have fluoride, but that have all these essential oils, not just concentrated turmeric, but things like tea tree and a lot of other things in it. We don't really promote it a lot because the margin's so small, it, it won't fund the operation. But yeah, all three of his toothpaste, the turmeric, the tooth whitening, and the activated charcoal are all top of the line with no extra atoms or fillings, full of essential oils. They will blow you away. Thank you so much for the plug, sir. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this afternoon, soon to be evening. It is payday, folks, so make sure you go to InfoWarsStore.com and get some Turbo Force Plus. One of my favorite products. I got some right here on the side. I got a cup of our coffee, which is awesome. A cup of our Turbo Force Plus and a cup of water to keep me going throughout the show. I love this stuff. Meanwhile, Biden's approval rating hits a new low. It's probably because he actually needs... Turbo Force Plus, I've got a clip somewhere in here, and I'll have to look it up to make sure I plug the right one, of, of Alex talking about how he knows that Biden is drugged in the White House, and then he's been caught walking around naked. Yeah, it's clip 16. Let's run clip 16 of Alex talking about knowing that Biden's walking around naked in the White House, and he's all drugged up. He's been seen on amphetamines. Tucker confirms this from the rumors that he's heard from reliable sources as well. What a great interview that came out last night between Tucker and Alex from back in October. Let's go ahead and run 16. Uh, but yeah, he, he he is completely out of his mind. He wanders around for the entire two and a half years. It's getting worse. Naked in the White House. Uh, in the middle of the night, doesn't know who he is. They have to give him a bunch of drugs, yeah. a bunch of amphetamines in the morning. Then they've got a drug him. Uh, at night, sometimes he's got to, though, he'll like be out for the morning for a while and then he comes back out at night for a ball. That's when there's a real problem. He is on drugs. I, I have established that. I know someone who witnessed it. I'm not guessing at this. I know someone personally who witnessed him uh, taking amphetamines. And this was this was during the 2016, uh, 20, 2020 election. So how's this going to go? That's huge. I know you don't play games. You've been proven No, I don't play games with this. Was a, I'll just say he's a makeup artist. Well, uh, no, you, you artist. said the oh, NSA yeah. spying on me. High level, and then a month later they went, yes, we're spying on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I know. So so I, you don't make stuff up. And so what I'm saying here is Biden's a liability for him. Trump's a liability. What do they do? They have a right-winger, they'll claim, assassinate Biden, and they'll have a left-winger assassinate Trump. That then gets the country even in more of a fight against each other, and then they put in 
Gavin Newsom uh, and, you know, somebody like Mike Pence or who knows. But I really think the next 13 months is the most critical time, not just in American history, but world history. Because if they can bring down America, they're going to bring down the world. And then you've got the escalation. Remember a year ago, Biden said, you can't give F-16s and, and, and uh, Abrams tanks and cruise missiles to the Ukrainians. That's World War III. Now they're doing it. So as Russia wins that war, as Colonel McGregor documented a few months ago with you, NATO is escalating. Well, that leads right to nuclear war. So we're so close. That fundamentally makes me so mad. This transcends politics. Since when do Democrats love war? Since when do Democrats love the intelligence agencies? They, they love them now. And, and so really the Democratic... So dark. Just so like the dark. Republican Party is a beachhead for sanity and populism. It's not perfect, but it's a beachhead. The Democratic Party is totally turned over to evil. That's why I thought RFK Jr. was so refreshing, but they're shutting him out of the primary process. They're blocking him. And so now he's going to run third party, which will take away from Trump. Most experts agree. I know Trump's people have looked at it, they think so. Of course. Uh, so that's very, very sad. So U.S. President Joe Biden's approval rating has hit rock bottom, according to a CNN poll published on Wednesday. Just 37% of Americans surveyed over the last month had a favorable view of the Democrats' job performance. We're going to run clip three here in a second. The Democrats are publicly coming out against Joe Biden. It's more and more obvious that he's losing support. We call, we saw that crime clip of the Biden Newsom supporter saying he's really questioning his vote after his business was raided, basically, by a group of coordinated thieves who busted through the gate and stole everything. The whole country's falling apart. Everybody's feeling it. Even the Democrats are starting to admit that they were wrong in supporting him. And that's something you don't see very often is people admit that they were wrong in their political decisions. It's almost impossible to get people to change religions or politics. But the Biden administration has found a way to produce a lot of conservative-minded people in this country by doing such a terrible job. Let's go ahead and run clip three. Oh, my God. This is Biden's ego talking, okay? If you think there are other people who can beat him, step aside, all right? I know you think you've got this in the bag. <laughs> I, I, I know he thinks he's got this in the bag, but the polls say otherwise. I want Biden stepping in to beat Trump the way I want him stepping in to defend me at a bar fight. <laughs> I appreciate you caring, but I don't like our chances. <laughs> The point is, we don't need Biden to beat Donald Trump, just like we didn't need RBG to stay on the court, okay? <laughs> Maybe if RBG had retired during the Obama years, we'd still have Roe v. Wade. Maybe. He's right. But people said, no, she needs to be here to protect Roe. And now, look, both of them are gone. <laughs> it's true. They're both gone. <laughs> <laughs> See, the facts are, Biden's not getting any younger. He's not going to get any more popular, and he's not getting a new running mate. So please, Mr. President, give America the ultimate Christmas gift and step aside. So while the president's approval ratings never inched far above half the population by CNN's count, topping out at 53% in April of 2021, his numbers have steadily declined since last December because America is steadily declining. And check out this clip. This is clip two of Bill Burr talking about it as well. Of course, Bill Burr's recently been in the news because his wife gave the finger to the camera as Trump walked by at that UFC fight. But he's coming out and saying, look, we've made a martyr out of Trump as Democrats, and we made a terrible mistake. We should have just shut up. Let's hear what he has to say in clip two. Like, I know what I'm going to tell my kids when they get to a certain age. I, I really am. Like, I have it down have about religion and, and people. Really? Narcissists, sociopaths, all of this type of stuff. Like, you want to see a great case thing on, like, narcissism. Liberals are so stupid the way that they handle Trump 
What you do know? you mean? You should shut up. What, He's a narcissist. Neutral energy. Yeah. You Neutral. Think you think he'd go away? If you know what I think he was? I think he was a one-hit wonder. Uh-huh. Right? He wrote the twist. Uh-huh. And then that was it. He was on the casino circuit, and then you yeah. idiot liberals wrote him twist again yeah. when you indicted him. And yeah. now he's a martyr. And now he's, he's coming back, Jimmy. The peppermint twist he's is back. He's coming yeah. back. It's going to be great for comedy. <laughs> it's going to be great for comedy. He's coming back. <laughs> I, I can't believe, like, these are honestly going to be our two choices because I, I really try to, with each thing, to try to be, like, figure out who I'm going to... But, I mean, it's got to be... I want somebody in their 40s, somebody that's going to have to live with their decisions. I don't want, like, you know, with any luck, with any luck, they'll both die of natural causes (laughs) before the election. And maybe you could get somebody that still has something to live for. Wow. You know? This year, you're not going to get a visit from Sam. No, he's right. I don't agree with the sentiment about Trump. I support Trump rather enthusiastically, but he's right. And I don't agree with Charlemagne the God's sentiment about Roe v. Wade, but he was absolutely right in the point that he made, and he was funny about it. That's the difference between the right and the left. The right can admit when the left says something clever or funny. They can laugh at the left's jokes when when they ring true. Of course, the left cannot even approach condoning or enjoying any of the right's company in any sort of context whatsoever. We're going to get more into the news in the next segment. But in the meantime, visit InfoWarsStore.com. The Christmas Super Sale will help you get up to 60% off plus free shipping and store-wide double Patriot points. Get your Christmas gifts for friends, family, and yourself. Get your stocking stuffers from InfoWarsStore.com. Christmas time is here again. Defend the celebration of the holiday and support the InfoWars crew while getting the gifts you need for yourself and your loved ones at rock-bottom prices, folks. Instead of getting your family members the same cheap gifts, why not give them the gear, preparation supplies, or supplements they really want? Our powerhouse formulas are up to 60% off, and the savings don't even stop there. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we are still on the air. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are, another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, Storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, storewide. My new book, The Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I will encourage you now to get storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this afternoon. So much to cover. So many good things going on. A lot of exciting stuff. Let's get into some old news and then some new news. So here we go again. The CDC director tells the public to take COVID vaccines, social distance, and wear masks. This is from the great Adon Salazar today at Infowars.com. The director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention 
is telling Americans the virus season is here and they should adhere to COVID-era rules like masking and social distancing, even though we know masking and social distancing never worked and actually screwed up our children irreparably. Now six-year-olds are acting like three-year-olds because they've never seen a human face. (laughs) I'm going to run clip 10 because a lot of people have accused Donald Trump for his handling of Operation Warp Speed. Obviously, it was a major accomplishment to create a vaccine so quickly, but it was a major detriment to his reputation that the vaccine didn't work and was actually quite harmful. He was obviously bamboozled by Fauci and the other corrupt bureaucrats and special interests during the sort of desperate last year of his first term. But I'll give him grace on it. I'll forgive him for it because the first three years were great. And I still believe that it was something that was done behind his back rather than done intentionally. But let's see Vivek respond to criticism of Operation Warp Speed here in clip 10. And this is a pretty interesting clip, too, because it shows that they cut out the broadcast. Assuming that the clip is true, certain areas where this debate was streamed when this question was asked. Go ahead and run it. Competitive marketplace begins. Next that's crony capitalism, and that's the answer. Okay, through Operation Warp Speed, the Trump administration and private industry developed a COVID vaccine in record time. So it cuts out there. Screen froze and went black during one of the streams of the debate. Then the screen came up with some GOP melody that was the debate 2024 on Rumble Street from the GOP. So the break lasted for eight minutes. And this is what you didn't see if you were streaming it there. Here is the footage of his The Trump administration and private industry developed a COVID vaccine in record time. The program protected the drug companies from virtually all lawsuits over vaccine injuries. The government has a program to compensate for such harm, but critics say it is a black hole of bureaucracy. 12,000 claims filed, 10% decided, only eight payouts so far in a forum with no right to counsel, no hearings, no appeals. Mr. Trump says he's very proud of warp speed. Should he be? Well, this question specifically on liability goes back to actually Reagan. And Reagan is a president who I admire. Many of us do. I think that reviving that spirit is in many ways going to be good for this country in so many ways. But one of the areas where he erred was this special form of lobbying to say that one kind of manufacturer, a vaccine manufacturer, cannot be sued for their product liability. So I have pledged it is part of my legislative agenda. We will repeal that, just like we will repeal every other form of crony capitalism. People who have been harmed by those vaccines deserve accountability. They cannot be forgotten Americans. And I think one of the top lessons we learned from that COVID pandemic is that free speech in this country is most important in those alleged times of emergency. If we had been allowed to openly debate the merits of those vaccines, they would have been never mandated in the way that they were. And in general, I don't think that we should want capitalism and democracy to share the same bed anymore. It's time for a clean divorce. Let companies be companies, but I don't like the crony capitalism. This dates back a long time in both parties. And I think that we need to end the lobbying. And I personally believe that if you have been working in the government, you should not lobby that government for 10 years. If you have been a government elected official doing deals with companies, be they Boeing or be they pharmaceutical companies, you should not join the board of that company for 10 years after. The former chairman of the FDA, the leader commissioner of the FDA, ended up on the board of Pfizer. Nikki Haley did deals with Boeing, ends up on the board of Boeing. I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. 
We need some basic principles that end the corruption in government. That's how we got the health insurance exemptions. That's how we got the pharmaceutical product liability okay. exemptions. We end the corruption. We need- yeah. So I agree with everything that Vivek says here. The only qualm I have is I wish that we would stop using the expression crony capitalism. The reason I am opposed to that expression is because it gives capitalism a bad name. It makes it sound like there's such a thing as a bad form of capitalism. It's like calling something crony communism versus communism. What's the difference? You just associate it with communism, so it's inherently bad. And I think that it's unintentionally or intentionally psychologically convinced people that there's something inherently flawed about capitalism, which isn't true. Because when you look at what crony capitalism is, what crony capitalism is is this corruption where the state gets in bed with businesses. The state comes in and forces businesses to do certain things, or businesses hire lobbyists like crazy in order to get the state to do certain things. It's a reciprocal corruption between businesses and government. And when you look at what the definition of crony capitalism is, is, you, you realize it's the same exact thing as fascism. Fascism is when the government and businesses are in bed together. So why don't we just call it fascism? It's not capitalism that you're against. It's not capitalism that you're criticizing. You're criticizing fascism when the state can come in and tell businesses how to run their business, when the state can come into social media platforms and tell social media platforms who to censor when, what posts to take down when. They can violate your First Amendment right or any of your other rights through these private businesses as sort of a laundering scheme of this injustice that is the state's imposition of itself in our lives. It's not crony capitalism, it's fascism. There's no such thing as crony capitalism. Crony capitalism is just fascism. Capitalism is inherently good. It's an independence from the state for businesses and individuals where they can make the money, they can make decisions about their businesses themselves. They can determine the future of how their businesses and their visions and their dreams manifest. They aren't taxed to hell. They aren't regulated to hell. Capitalism is all good. There's no such thing as crony capitalism. What you're describing when you describe crony capitalism is fascism, so call it what it is and stop giving capitalism a bad bad name. We saw the greatest amount of alleviation of poverty in the world with the great experiment that was true capitalism in the United States of America, and now we're giving it a bad name by associating it with corruption? This is just a way that the leftists of the world, the globalists, the internationalists, can come in and usher in more regulation and more control over our lives by saying that capitalism always leads to crony capitalism and that the only thing that they could do to solve it, the only thing we can do to solve these problems is more regulation, when in fact, more regulation is just fascism itself. So they perpetuate the problem while they claim to solve it. And that wasn't the only great moment from this debate. We're going to show one or two more clips of Vivek later. But first, I want to show you actually a good moment from DeSantis, believe it or not, where he criticized Nikki Haley's bathroom bill legislation. There's a clip here of Republican governor explaining why the anti-trans bathroom laws are unnecessary. I'm not going to show you that clip, but she did say that. I am going to show you, though, the clip from the debate. This is clip six of DeSantis calling her out for it when she tries to call him out for not being tough enough on the bathroom issue. Go ahead and run it. And this shows how hypocritical Ron continues to be. When he was running for governor and they asked him about that, he said he didn't think bathroom bills were a good use of his time. You can go look that up. I signed a bathroom bill in Florida, so that's obviously not true. (laughs) So the idea that you would say 
that I, I was against it. that. I signed it. You didn't. You killed it. I signed it. I we stood didn't. up for little girls. You didn't do it. And there was this going on. I was actually just in South Carolina. Some of the legislators told me at the time there were boys going into the girls. That's the there whole reason not. why they no, did no, it. No, 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 no. And so they say when she does that explanation that that doesn't hold water. And this is the upstate of South Carolina. Ron. I signed the bill. I protected the girls. Do you know girls. South Carolina? She did not do, do you know it. South- I know- Give yourself and others the gift of turbocharged energy this Christmas at InfoWarsStore.com because TurboForce Plus is back in stock for 25% off, plus free shipping and double the Patriot points. TurboForce Plus from InfoWars Life is the most advanced formula for optimum focus and energy that we have ever offered. And after being unavailable for months, we're glad to bring it back to you at just 25% off. With an energy blend that contains amino acids for sustained energy metabolism and an herbal energy blend with very high levels of several herbs for peak energy, TurboForce Plus is a force to be reckoned with. This powerhouse formula contains so many outstanding ingredients that will help you energize your day and boost your energy on the go with TurboForce Plus for 25% off only at InfoWarsStore.com. These time-tested ingredients in TurboForce Plus will be your number one go-to source for quick, accessible energy. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. TurboForce Plus lights me up like a Christmas tree. I guarantee it'll light you up like a Christmas tree as well. The first step to making America a better place is being better Americans, and this is one of the amazing ways that you can accomplish this. <laughs> the crew did an awesome job with this video here. Get it today at InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections, masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious and you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do, because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity, and that there's mass sterilization that's already taking place, and they're cutting off all the major energy sources, is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around. Because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Erica is waking up to the sad and painful fact that we've been under a multinational globalist deep state intelligence agency controlled coup for decades in this country. We didn't have full control 30, 40 years ago, but they're really attempting full control now. And that's where we are. And InfoWars has engaged in the best long-term analysis of the enemy operation and predicted the resistance movement would form against it and the fact that we would have major successes against the enemy, but they would then double, triple, quadruple down. That's where we are now. So it's more important than ever that InfoWars stay on the air. I just want to thank you all for your support and spreading the word. It's more important than ever that we get funding. We try to make it easier for you to fund us. By simply going to InfoWarsStore.com and getting great products that enrich you and your family's lives. I want to just encourage you all to not forget that without you, we won't be here. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com today, and I thank you. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room, folks. Let's start out this segment with something fun. 
There's this clip. This is clip 18, guys. I saw this the other day on Twitter. It just goes to show how screwed up our culture is. This poor woman. At least she had the dignity to admit that she'd made a series of terrible mistakes. But when you live your life of this mindset that you have to look good and be good for other people, you can wind up making all sorts of mistakes that just ruin God's natural creation. I mean, you can tell that this girl is actually naturally probably a very pretty girl. But not anymore. Let's go ahead and run clip 18 and hopefully her face can fix itself. Let's see what she has to say. Guys, I'm going to show you my face. But before I do, just know that I moved to L.A. like not that long ago and before i moved here i feel like i just looked pretty normal and oh, sorry about the i like there. was going in to get a zit injected with like something to get it to go down and before you knew it i walked out and this is so embarrassing anyway i want first to state that i'm fully aware i look ugly right now and that this is not a good look for me and that i'm never going to do this again but so right here is she's had her lips done she's had her chin done she had fillers put under her eyes she had her forehead zapped she went in for like one thing just to get the zit taken care of and they ended up doing this cacophony of operations on her face to the point where later on in the video we can keep the video up without the audio since we forgot to censor it i did it's my fault but she can't even smile anymore. She was about ready to do a red carpet event. She got carried away, and now she can't even smile anymore. She tries to do it in the end. She poses, and she's like, this is the only smile that looks good anymore, and I'm going to have to practice it because my face doesn't even work anymore. And I know we've all seen people like this. There's a famous comedian bit that I really love. I can't remember the comedian that gave this joke, but... Something to the effect of, I would rather date a 60-year-old woman than a 30-year-old lizard. It's like the Nancy Pelosi's, these politicians that we have, these celebrities that we see. They're constantly getting work done to perpetuate this forever immortality, this forever youth. And whether you believe in adrenochrome or not, it's not far-fetched to believe that these celebrities, some of these people, are so superficial, so vain, that they actually would go to the extent of injecting or drinking baby blood in order to be young forever. And I think it's a testament to the conspiracy claim that the New World Order, the globalists, are really trying to establish immortality for themselves. We see it starts at a young age. There's no way that this young woman needed any sort of plastic surgery whatsoever. It's one thing to go in to get a zit fixed, but her chin doesn't even work. Her She can't raise her eyebrows anymore. She looks like she has two black eyes because of the filler injections causing hemorrhages under her eye. It's a, it's a form of self-mutilation. Like I said, you can tell that she's pretty already. Why would she even be questioning it? We push this idea of perfection so hard on people. That you have to live up to the expectations, wants, needs, or desires of others. That we end up sacrificing everything that is ours, everything that is sacred, in order to comply or appease these people. And we mutilate ourselves. Look at her. She's trying to smile. She can't even smile anymore. Poor woman. She said she was self-conscious about the dimple in her chin, so she got rid of it. But now she can't raise her lips properly to smile. She looks like she was made in a factory. And messed up, a Chinese factory specifically. So I just wanted to show that clip.
because it's absolutely mind-boggling to me that people have allowed the expectations of others to determine their own manifest destiny to such an extent. They've allowed these expectations of others to define their entire appearance, what they say, what they do, and even who they are to the point where we are actually committing a form of massive human sacrifice, where we are sacrificing ourselves for the expectations of the mob, of the masses. And it's having an impact on our culture that has seeped into our politics and our policies to such an extent that the likes of Alex Jones are censored and deplatformed from all these major platforms because everybody's afraid of what the public will think, what the board of directors will think about allowing these controversial voices on their platforms. And so as a consequence of that, we do things like sacrifice and give up the principles of freedom of speech because we're afraid of how it's going to look if we don't do otherwise. We give up all that is worth fighting for because we're afraid of how it's going to have an impact on our lives otherwise. In this breaking news, of course, Musk will consider bringing Alex Jones back on X, announces imminent poll, and plans to watch Carlson interview, which he absolutely should watch. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it very much, especially the part where they go into Brian Stelter. I don't know if you guys can pull up the clip. I forgot to put it in the show folder today, but I would love the clip of Alex and Tucker talking about when they prank called Stelter while he was on the trip. I don't know if you saw that. It's absolutely hysterical. And so Musk hasn't run a poll himself, but after he calls for the poll, he put a colon in the tweet. So the replies were just rampant with hundreds, if not thousands of people saying, yes, bring back Alex Jones. Everybody wants Alex Jones back. There's calls to reinstate Alex Jones, taking Twitter by storm. Musk is responding, saying that it's very interesting to see this support, saying that he's going to watch the interview and make a decision saying that he's going to hear Alex out in this interview. And I'll got to tell you, Alex came off incredibly well during this interview. And I know Tucker is a friend of Alex, and he wouldn't have put anything out. That would have been embarrassing. But this was some of the most succinct, coherent Alex Jones that I have ever seen in the history of Alex Jones, whether you're looking at young Alex from when he was 27 years old in 2001 predicting 9-11, or you're looking at Alex this afternoon. This interview that he did with, T- with Tucker was sharp. The stories were great and everything. Let's go ahead and run the clip. What's interesting is, and I, I mean, I don't know if you want me to reveal this, but we had dinner in our barn last night and there were some drinks. And uh, after dinner, you, you and my producer called Stelter on the phone. And what was so, and, and it was on speaker. They so drunk dialed Stelter. What was so interesting was, you know, you've been very clear in a very direct, pretty masculine way, I would say, about how you feel about Brian Stelter. There's not a lot of confusion about your views on Stelter after clips like that, which doubtless he's seen because he Googles himself compulsively. <laughs> He was very kind of syrupy sweet with you. And that's why I was sarcastic and told him I want to date him. You did. Yeah. In fact, the exact line that you had was, Brian, I'm not usually gay, but I want you. Yeah. And he seemed a little bit, I'm not saying he's open to it or whatever, but he wasn't shocked by and it. And he's like, give me your phone number. Give me, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And then he hit your producer up. Please give me his number right now. Let's yeah, that talk. was interesting. But, but I was being silly with him. But, but there was also a line. He goes, oh, Alex Jones. I, I, I said, I want you to come on my show. He said, oh, you still got a show? And I went, no, you're the one that doesn't have a show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I said it's so so boorish to like recount conversations people weren't with. It was funny, though. But you said, you know, you you, you know, you're you're off TV now, but you were a real star. I mean, not on CNN, but on my show. (laughs) So good. Absolutely incredible. Incredible interview. 
And he goes on. Some of it's, you know, some of it's lighthearted, which I love, lighthearted Alex, and some of it's very serious. But the calls to bring Alex back are, back are really sweeping the internet. We'll run a little segment of the Timcast interview in the next segment. We're out of time for this segment to run the whole whole clip, and I want to give it some it's due justice. But it's just absolutely incredible to me to see how good this interview was. And so if, if Elon Musk doesn't bring Jones back after this interview, I would be very surprised. Uh, He's going to do whatever he wants. He's going to do whatever he thinks is right for his company, for the country, whatever. But I'm I'm sitting here at like 75% confidence, 70, 75% confidence that in the next week we're going to see at real Alex Jones back on Twitter. I, I certainly hope so. I'll pray about it. I pray to God that he comes back. If not, if for any reason, there's major reasons to want him back because it's going to be good for the country, but just because it's going to be so much more fun. We need to remember to have fun again. We need to remember to have fun on, on this network. We need to be, remember what we're fighting for. You give soldiers R&R for a reason. You want them to remember what they're fighting for, to debrief from the war, from the front, from the onslaught, from the violence, from the stress of life. And since we're in this info war, obviously we're not fighting like a Second Amendment war on the front with real guns and seeing our friends die all around us. But we're fighting this sort of conspiracy war where we're seeing our friends censored all around us. We're seeing our own speech deplatformed and censored. We're seeing our own people fired, silenced threatened, intimidated. We're seeing IRS letters coming right and left for everybody who's ever said anything against the current leftist, globalist, internationalist regime. And so every once in a while, we need to have a little bit of fun and remember why it is that we're fighting, what America used to be like, what things were like when things were better. Because if we don't remember, then we'll have a hard time getting back to that place again. We have to remember what things could be like. We have to use it like a compass to bring us back home. He goes on, of course, to get more serious throughout the interview, saying if people think things are bad now, Tucker and Alex Jones talk deplatforming, depopulation, and the new world order. In a deep dive on everything from deplatforming to depopulation, Tucker Carlson sat down with Alex Jones. Make sure you check it out. What an awesome interview. And stick with us, folks, because we are going to be getting in more into the weeds on the other side. And we will be taking calls in the third hour today. So keep your phones ready by your side as well. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we are still on the air. What would you do if there was a tyrannical, totalitarian world government taking over whose plan was to kill 90% of the world population? And they were already beginning to do it. You would rally against it. You would fight it. And that's what we're doing. This is the reality of 2023. I just want to thank listeners and viewers for your last year's support. and want to encourage you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, to take clips and share it from the broadcast, and to buy products that enrich your life at InfoWarsTore.com. We have the signed or unsigned copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalist and Launch the Second Renaissance. Twice as long as my last book, incredibly powerful, signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. And we have X2 finally back in stock after over a year, InfoWarsTore.com. We have TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy, back in stock, and a bunch of other great products as well. So please visit InfoWarsTore.com and do your Christmas shopping there. Fund the InfoWar and get great products all at the same time.
On December 7, 1941, the Imperial Japanese Navy Air Service struck Pearl Harbor on the island of Oahu and the then U.S. territory of Hawaii, where over 3,000 Americans were killed and wounded, and the United States was obliged to enter the theater of World War II, declaring war against Japan, Germany, and Italy in the same week. But was this attack on the U.S. an accident? A failure of American intelligence? A brilliant military coup? At first, a panel created by FDR concluded that we had no advanced warning and should blame only local commanders for the lack of preparedness. However, according to author Robert S. Stinnett in his book Day of Deceit, The Truth About FDR and Pearl Harbor, the attack was the result of a carefully orchestrated design, initiated at the highest levels of the U.S. government, to motivate Americans to support another massive foreign war. He uses over 200,000 documents and interviews obtained through the Freedom of Information Act to lay out how under Franklin Delano Roosevelt's leadership, the heads of the United States military would first provoke, then stand down and allow an attack to take place, absorbing the first strike from Japan, an overt act of war. This justified the United States' entrance into World War II against the Axis powers to serve British interests in Europe and around the world. On October 7, 1940, Lieutenant Commander Arthur H. McCollum sent a memo to two of Roosevelt's most trusted military advisors, which laid out eight steps that he predicted would precipitate a Japanese attack on the United States. These eight steps included using British and Dutch bases in the Pacific, aiding the Chinese government's fight with Japan, sending a division of long-range heavy cruisers and submarines into or adjacent to territorial waters of Japan, keeping the main strength of the U.S. fleet in the Hawaiian Islands, and completely embargoing all trade with Japan, just as the British Empire had already done. The day after this memo was sent to FDR's advisors, the State Department told Americans to evacuate Far East countries as quickly as possible in preparation for conflict, and Roosevelt ordered the U.S. fleet to stay in Hawaiian waters, which had already been there for an annual training exercise. Admiral James O. Richardson objected to keeping the fleet in Hawaii, citing a lack of training facilities, ammunition, fuel, and support craft. Quote, there was no logical reason for me to make such a request, but he reluctantly obeyed the orders from Roosevelt and his military chiefs. FDR personally took charge of sending heavy cruisers near Japan's territorial waters, saying, quote, I just want them to keep popping up here and there and keep the Japs guessing. I don't mind losing one or two cruisers, but do not take a chance on losing five or six. The Pacific Fleet Commander objected to this strategy, retorting, quote, It is ill-advised and will result in war if we make this move. However, this is exactly what FDR wanted to do. Admiral Richardson quotes Roosevelt as saying, quote, Sooner or later, the Japanese would commit an overt act against the United States, and the nation would be willing to enter the war. During his campaign for the new term of his presidency, FDR promised voters, quote, Your boys are not going to be sent into any foreign wars. But according to his biographer, he told members of his staff, quote, Of course we'll fight if we're attacked. If someone attacks us, then it isn't a foreign war, is it? Soon, Lieutenant Commander McCollum's eight-point action memo would make the president's words into a reality. Additionally, 
Despite an embargo on trade with Japan, the White House allowed Japan to obtain petroleum supplies sufficient to maintain its ability to make war. Between 1940 and 1941, a period when American oil supplies were supposedly under embargo, over 9 million barrels of gasoline were licensed for export to Japan, with 2 million more pending, while the Japanese tankers transporting the oil were under electronic surveillance by the Navy, including their radio codes. Conventional history states that these codes were not solved until the spring of 1942, but new information reveals that a team of Army and Navy cryptographers solved the two principal Japanese government radio code systems in the early fall of 1940, around the same time that McCollum's memo reached the Oval Office. They had solved... Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Intelligence knew that Japanese task force was steaming with Admiral Yamamoto to attack. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. We have to expose this. They admit that we allowed Pearl Harbor to be bombed. The United States was at peace with that nation. This outrageous claim that Roosevelt was this loving, pro-American individual, when in truth, he was a communist lover, he sold this country out to socialism, and he killed 3,000-plus of our men and women at Pearl Harbor on purpose. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I wanted to remind the listeners that we're dealing with our own Pearl Harbors here in America today. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. Hawaii was surprised, FDR was not. I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense. I'm just talking about the problem, reaction, solution paradigm. I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. A lot of the evidence of government-sponsored terrorism in the past, from Pearl Harbor to the World Trade Center in 93, to Waco to Oklahoma City, are on Infowars.com. Welcome back to the War Room, folks. For the sake of the audience, all those clips in that video, those audio clips of Alex speaking, were from 2001 before 9-11. So things saying like Pearl Harbor events are happening now were somewhat prophetic, to say the least, at the time. So I talked a little bit about this Delta call in the last segment. In this segment, I want to run one of the clips that they showed in the video between the interview between Tucker and Al- and Alex, some of the clips of Alex Jones, this is just like prime Alex Jones being hysterical, but dead serious at the same time, I think. And of course, we never call for any violence on this platform, so nothing Alex has ever said has actually been literally an intentional threat or harassment or anything like that. This is just such a great moment on the show that they aired in the interview that I wanted to share with you again as well. Let's go ahead and run the stelter bit that they were talking about, which was in response to this feud between 
Stelter and Alex that went on for quite some time. Go ahead and run it. Are we having a hard time getting the audio through? There we go. The spirit of evil, and we must break them. I've tried to do joke photos like this to look disingenuous, and I can make any face I want to. I can't pull it off because the eyes, it's always in the eyes. Oh, 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 my gosh. Oh, hell on earth. He wants to run your life. He wants to control every aspect of your life because he knows he is a cowardly, degenerate sack of anti-human trash. I pledge before my heavenly father that I, 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 that I will resist them every way I can. These people are the literal demon spawn of the pit of hell. Look at him. And you know what? He is better than you if you keep letting him run your life. He runs your kids. He runs the schools. He runs the banks. This guy, this spirit, this smiling, leering devil that thinks you can't see what he is. He is your enemy, period. All the narcissistic devil-worshipping filth. I see you, enemy. I see you, enemy. 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 You are my enemy. So good. And I swear total resistance to you with everything I've got. Disingenuous, fake, false, broke back, twisted. My wife was just a defiler, a betrayer, a backstabber. And she's sick of hearing about him. Devil. She loved it. You will pay. Yeah, you think I don't see your face, scum? You don't think I don't see you, Stelter? I see you. You understand me? I know what you think of me and my family. I see you right back. You understand that? You understand that, Stelter? Stelter. You will fall. You will not bring humanity down. God is going to destroy you. Get him off the screen. <laughs> oh, God, they're so evil. Just please, God, free us from them. Oh, what an honor it is to be sitting in the exact same chair in the exact same studio that this amazing piece of history happened. I don't know if you guys can throw up the same Stelter background. I don't know if we still have it in the folders from however many years ago that was. But what an amazing feeling to be watching that clip from the place in which it was recorded. But it wasn't all just fun and games. We've got just enough time to play this clip. I want to play clip 17, which is about three and a half minutes. We've got about three and a half minutes left. Clip 17 of some of the serious predictions, some of the serious conversation that happened between Alex and Tucker during this interview. Go ahead and run it. And so the earth is being put into a countdown collapse right now. And so I'm like the fisherman when the tidal wave comes in. And I'm like, oh, my God, my wife and children are about to die. And, and, and so I'm not really worried about me because I'm a man. I did this. I knew it was coming. I've been proven right. And I'm not happy I was proven right. I wish we could have gotten ahead of this and stopped it. Yeah, we have a lot of credibility now that people see we, that we were right. So maybe we can stop the next phase of it. But the globalists have gone from testing phase, beta test phase, into full operational now. And they say, read their writings, we are going to have a post-industrial world by 2030. We will have no personal cars by 2030. You will be eating bugs by 2030. And we will start uh, the, the depopulation of 90% of the people by 2045. That is the official WF 
official UN, official Club of Rome plan. What do you mean the depopulation? They want to bring the world population down to 500 million. But I thought we were opposed to genocide. No or no? I guess we're not. Well, you know, we're told now, don't have children, it's bad for the earth. And we're told all this, and Elon Musk is right, and is a hero for pointing out all the actuaries show, if you don't have 2.1 children, a man and a woman, people go, well, a man and a woman can have 2.1. It's, it's in the aggregate, folks, out of billions. If a country doesn't have 2.1, 2.2 replacement rate, then you don't have people to take care of the old folks, society collapses. And so uh, Japan's 1.3, Italy's 1.3, they're done as cultures. Uh, America, without immigrant influx, is uh, about 1.6. That's not, re- that's not viable. Uh, and so, and I'm not just talking about white people only here, but white people are 7% of the world population, maybe eight. Uh, and so I would be sad if the last of the Eskimos were dying. I'd, I mean, I'm sad that the Japanese, within 100 years, uh, there might be 20 million of them. Or something. But just to my previous question, about, and without getting too personal, but like, I mean, I feel a little bit enervated and down just hearing your dot connecting here. Like, what's the effect on you over 25 years? I mean, if you literally foresee 9-11 before it happens, and you did, and it can be proven, we just proved it. Like, what is that, what's that like to live with that weird ability? Well, I mean, I know a specific clip, um, I, I specifically say, call the White House, tell them we know they're going to let Al-Qaeda attack us, bin Laden, and then, and then, and then take our rights. And I say, call the White House. I, I put the number out, so I put my money where my mouth was. And that's the only time I ever said, call the White House and tell them to stop a particular event. I'm now saying we need to call the White House and say, you've let tens of thousands of military-aged men from the Middle East in. We know a lot of them are Hezbollah and, and Hamas. The FBI has confirmed that. And so when and if there's big terror attacks, which I believe will probably happen in America... We're not going to have Homeland Security get more funds and more power and grope us at the airports more. I want prison time for uh, the agencies and groups that have allowed this. And I, and yes. I want, oh, man. I want, oh, Biden. I want Biden impeached now. Okay. That's why we got rid of McCarthy. It, it needs to happen. Leaving the border open when there is a clear and present danger of this going on. And when we're very close to war with Iran, we go to war with Iran, they're going to activate Hezbollah. Okay. And then that, they, they make Hamas look like choir boys. And, and, and so you want to hear a prediction here. It's a probability, not a pure prediction. But, I mean, I, if we go to war with Iran, guaranteed sleeper cells activate. It'll make what happened in Israel look tame in comparison. I'm not lessening what happened there. So I, I'm simply, and, 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 and then again, where's the logic? Stick the with government us, that allows that to happen. We're going to get into it more on the other side and taking calls in the third hour today. So stand by. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are, another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, store-wide, my new book, the Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I want to encourage you now to get store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. 
I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. I paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence but committed no crime. And bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my shells and kicked in my face. But I've come through. Go on, 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 on. We are the champions, my friends. And we'll keep on fighting till the That's just fantastic. You can't hear it at home, but the crew behind me is clapping and cheering right now. It's a, it's a round of applause, you might say. Look at them all back there. I got to tell you, I showed up here about 10 or so minutes ago. I immediately embraced all the members of the crew, had uh, some nice hugs. Everybody obviously excited I'm back. I'm excited to be back, and uh, it was a little it was a little surreal. I got to tell you, it was a little surreal driving back into the studio, parking my car, getting out, opening the door, and walking into the legendary Infowars Studios, the world headquarters here in Austin, Texas. It's uh, a little surreal. You know, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like when Han Solo got back on the Millennium Falcon for the first time. And he's, you know, seeing how everything works. And, you know, he's complaining about the ship like this. I mean, geez. I mean, look at Chase. This desk is a mess, man. I mean, good Lord. I sat down. I didn't even know how to put my mic on. I had to tell them back there. Normally, I turn my mic on. I had to tell them, hey, you got to take me live. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in here. You all, you all switch it up on me. Uh, but it's great to be back. Um, let's get some things out of the way here. First of all, I can't express the gratitude enough to the crew for keeping the show going while I was away, all the guest hosts, all the guests. I can't express my gratitude to the audience enough. In case you didn't hear the Alex Jones show, uh, Alex Jones show earlier, when I when I 
made my first, I guess you could say, media appearance back from being in prison. Yeah, that's pretty good right there. Yeah, that's the essence. That's the essence of the moment. And then there's me forgetting how to turn the mic on. But I I, I mean this, and people couldn't believe it. When the COs, that's the the prison guards, are bringing me stacks of mail, 50, 50 letters of mail every night, and they're saying, do you really read all this stuff? And I did. I read every single letter. Some of you just sent little short letters. Some of you some of you told very touching life stories, actually. I mean, some of you talked about some of your own personal battles, some of your own prison time, some of your own hardships. Some of you kept it lighthearted. Some of you tried to keep me informed. Some of you tried to keep me distracted. But I, I read every single letter. Some of you wrote me almost every day. And I can't tell you how much that meant to me. And maybe even more so, more powerful than the, the, the physical and mental stress relief that the mail was to kill time and to to keep my mind occupied and keep me in good spirits, but the prayers as well, no doubt. And I can pretty much tell you with absolute certainty that if it wasn't for the support of the audience and the prayers while I was away, that I probably wouldn't be at this desk right now. I'd probably still be in prison And not only would I still be in prison, I'd probably still be in the shoe. And for those that don't know the prison term, that's the special housing unit. That's the prison inside the prison. You're basically treated at that point as a high security prisoner. You get three moves a week, 15 minutes to shower, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They cuff you every time you move. You're in your cell all day long. The lights are on all day long. Uh, It's a hellacious experience. They feed you nothing but prison slop. But... Because of your prayers and because of the just the outpouring of support, I uh, not only made it out the shoe early because I was supposed to be there pretty much my whole stay, and I did spend the majority of my stay in confinement, but I'd also still be in the prison. But well, I read I read fifteen books while I was away, fifteen books in forty seven days one of them being the Bible from cover to cover and a passage that really stuck out to me and even more so today was when Paul and Silas were in prison and they talked about praying every day and then it says that there was an earthquake that that shook the foundations of earth and opened up the prison doors so that they could be set free and you know essentially the warden is like well gee the Lord just shook the earth to open the doors of the prison let them out. And the prisoners stood by and, and watched them out. And the, the warden said, no, let them out. This is, this is, this is beyond uh, my, my control. So that's basically what happened, I would say, twice. First, to get me out of the shoe, which was hellacious. And then again, to get me out of prison early so I can be with you today. I get an extra week of broadcast with the crew. I get out a lot closer to Christmas so I can actually have some normal Christmas activity as well with family and friends and you know maybe try to get back to normal life here before we start what is sure to be a crazy 2024 and so yes yes there's a bit of a brave heart feeling today because I will tell you well what's odd is it's a bit of a paradox the time I spent in felt like a lifetime in a way And even though it was short in comparison and inches compared to other people who have served miles, it felt like a lifetime while I was in there. But the paradox is that when 
a couple members of the crew came to pick me up today, it felt like they had just dropped me off the day before. And it was like two different lives. And so uh, it was such a good feeling. It's such a good feeling to be back. And uh, we're basically going to be hitting the ground running next week. I'm going to take this weekend to just enjoy life, uh, enjoy good food, enjoy freedom, and everything else that comes with it. And, you know, I guess I would say this, too, and this one hit me really hard about a weekend. And I know you hear this all the time for different reasons, but just never take anything you have in this life for granted. Because at any moment, it can be taken from you. Everything can be taken from you. I remember resonating a lot with the book of Job as well when I was in there. So just remember, do not ever take life for granted. Do not ever take your freedom for granted. Do not ever take the friendships you have, the family you have, the opportunities you have, the gifts you have, the talents you have. Never take any of it for granted. Not a single moment, not a single day, because you never know when it can all be ripped away. And I would also say, despite the uh, hardship I've gone through, it was definitely something God wanted me to see. There was a lot of things that I learned, a lot of experiences that are going to be carried with me in the short term and the long term that I'll be talking more about. But my faith in God has been solidified, and my faith in the American people have been reaffirmed. Now... Chase Geyser is going to take back over here the rest of the way. He's got news to cover. I don't know what the hell's going on in the world right now. I'm trying to figure it all out. But I'll be back Monday hosting the show. And, baby, we're going to hit the ground running. I love you. God bless America. And it is great to be back. When I say this, I mean it from the very bottom of my heart. I want to say thank you to all the viewers and listeners for supporting the broadcast over the years. We together have changed the world at an incredible level. And I want to salute the crew as well and all of our sponsors and supporters. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, the fight has really been joined with the globalist. And as we go into 2024, the most important election in world history, it is now more important than ever to get around the censors and override the globalists. So keep spreading the word about the broadcast. Keep sharing the articles and videos. Keep praying for the broadcast and our reporters and the crew. And shop at InfoWarsStore.com, where for Christmas, we have the biggest sales of the year, double Patriot points, store-wide free shipping, up to 60% off on products like BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, TurboForce is back in stock, X2 is back in stock, VasoBeats is back in stock. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, it's all there. My new book, The Great Awakening. Do your Christmas shopping there. Get great products and fund the InfoWar. Thank you. Infowars.com forward slash show. If you'd like to ask Bill a question. I, on the record, am saying to Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, the New World Order, that you are not superior to me. You, you will pay for what you've done. And I pray that God send angels to visit vengeance upon you. God will crush you. Yeah, this is a... Um, very good point. Someone will create that collapse. Our will breaks you. God breaks Bill Gates. I apologize. I, I well, it's time for me to. Uh... There you have it, folks. So good to see Owen Schroyer. 
back in the studio. I'm sorry that he's not going to be hosting the rest of the show today. I know that you're disappointed. I wanted to see him host the rest of the show, too. But he's just not comfortable doing it after a six-hour drive and 45, 47 days in prison. He wants to catch up on the news before he hosts the show. So in the third hour today, the final hour of the show, we're going to be taking your calls. You can call on open lines about anything you want. If you want to talk about it, if you want to talk about the news, whatever. Anything you want, we're going to be getting into it. So good to see him. And he's going to be back as normal on Monday to be hosting the War Room. So good to see him. He looks really good. He sounds really good. He needs a haircut. But other than that, he looks like he's in tip-top shape. And I could just see the joy in his face. The crew lit up. We were all watching from the control room back there. And some of the staff from different parts of the building even came in to watch. Everybody's so excited to see him back. I didn't get a chance to look at the live chats on Rumble or Getter, but I'm sure they're blowing up with support for Owen and prayers for Owen. Obviously, God worked here and kept him sharp and on it and ready to roll. The New World Order is going to regret what they did to Owen. They are going to regret it. And I cannot wait to see what he accomplishes here at InfoWars and in every facet of his life. In the coming months, they made a big mistake making a martyr out of free speech, out of the truth. And they're going to feel the repercussions of that mistake. The truth is going to come back with a vengeance and sweep the world. And I believe that 2024 is going to go down in history as the most historic, pivotal, important year in perhaps the history of our entire nation. We've had some pretty historic moments. We've had the Civil War. We've had the Vietnam War. We've had World War II, World War I. We had the Revolutionary War, of course. But... This is a revolutionary time in this country. All those other conflicts that I mentioned were violent. I don't think this is going to be violent. I mean, there's going to be violence in November no matter what happens. If Trump gets elected, there's going to be violence. If Trump doesn't get elected, maybe there's going to be violence. I don't call for that. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's the right move. But there's going to be a little bit of that in the street. We're going to see for sure under this political climate. But the real revolution is not going to be a violent one. It's going to be a revolution of conspiracy and hard work and advocacy of freedom of speech and the truth, insisting upon the truth, of the few heroes among us who have the courage to come out and say what needs to be said, to speak what is forbidden to be spoken, to do what is forbidden to be done, whether it's entrepreneurs and small business owners, whether it's moguls like Musk, or whether it's just blue-collar working Americans refusing to live a life other than an honest one that is true to themselves and true to the values of Americanism, there will be a revolution in this country. It is happening right now. It has begun, and it's because of voices like Owen Schroer and Alex Jones and Harrison Smith and others who have been constantly projecting and broadcasting the truth upon the face of the earth on radio frequencies all over the world, on internet frequencies all over the world, some of which can be picked up in outer space. The whole entire universe is aware of the truth as long as it is aware how to tune in to the broadcast. If you are listening to this broadcast, you are part of the resistance. You are the resistance. And what is it that we resist? You know, what's interesting. I was looking at Twitter the other day, and I saw this, this post, this woman. It was, it was meant to be a comic. It was like a funny post. And I tweeted something about it. I I basically quoted the video that I saw. Did you ever notice that in every single movie, superhero movie, or just movies in general, the villain, the supervillain is always trying to change things and the superhero is always trying to conserve things, to keep things the same. So everything's great. Supervillain comes, does all this disruption, and the superhero is trying to restore humanity back to what it was. 
And I think that zeitgeist, that motif in all of these movies, that story resonates with what's happening in the political climate, not only in the United States of America, but in the world as well. Where we are fighting against these progressives, these globalists, these internationalists who are always trying to reset things. The great reset, the new world order. They're trying to change our way of life, our culture, everything that we fight for. They're trying to ruin what we have built. built. Whether they carpet bomb it, whether they censor it, whether they imprison it, whatever. They're trying to F everything up. And the superheroes that come out are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to restore things back to the way they were in a better time, in a more just time. Even the serpent in the Garden of Eden, the first ever story of a supervillain, is trying to change the very nature of humanity, trying to convince humanity that it should have the knowledge of good and evil so that it can become more like God, so it can be a God. And it's this ambition, this aspiration to be God ourselves that was the fall of our very species. That's why this transhumanist crap is so evil and bad because it's trying to make us into God. That is the ultimate sin. It's the original sin. It is the OG of sins to do that. God made everything perfect. We screw it up. The right-wingers do, the left-wingers do, I do, you do. We're all in some way culpable, and our journey as human beings is is to try to get through life and not be that enemy force, that satanic force, that evil force that screws up the natural order of things, that allows for good cultures to be destroyed, that refuses to have children and take care of them and grow and allows things like depopulation and mass genocide to occur. So as superheroes, whether on InfoWars, whether as listeners, whether it's just regular American patriots, what we're doing is trying to restore and conserve all that is good about our culture against this satanic enemy force that is coming in and trying to disrupt it and change it and corrupt it and screw it all up. When I hear progressive now, I hear Satanist. When I hear leftist now, I hear Satanist. When I hear globalist now or internationalist now, I hear Satanist, 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 Satanist. That's what they are. They're trying to come through, make changes, screw everything up, disrupt it, destroy it. All that is sacred to be ruined. You see clips of extreme Islamists taking over ancient cities and just tearing down statues, demolishing statues. You see leftist mobs destroying statues of our founders. They're trying to destroy our history and our culture and disrupt the natural law, the natural order, all that is good about us because they want us to be ashamed and forgetful of who we are so they can usher in this new culture, this new way of life, this new form of being that adheres to their ultimate manifestation of original sin. They want to pull another piece of fruit from the tree of knowledge. One bite was not enough for them. The only reason they're upset that we're no longer in the Garden of Eden is not because we screwed up a perfect paradise, a perfect harmony between our species and the divine creator himself. It's because they want another bite. They want to eat the rest of the fruit that's on the tree. And they're trying to do it right now. They're saying, look, we want to be even more like God. We, we, we don't want to stop at the knowledge of good and evil We want to make sure that we inject chips into our brains and become transhumanists and live forever. We want to make sure that we can subjugate humanity under our own dominion and create a virtual reality like God created this real reality and enslave all of humanity to our own virtual satanic form of reality. They are trying to be God, and it's actually the original sin 2.0. They are committing the greatest evil that was ever committed, the biggest mistake that was ever made. Whether you believe the story is literally true, historically true, or whether you believe it's just capital T metaphorically true, it's still capital T true, the story of the Garden of Eden. 
And they're trying to commit the same sin again. A sin that I actually never thought until this very segment that was even possible to commit again because we don't have access to the Garden of Eden anymore. We don't have the tree in front of us anymore that we can pull more fruit from. But somehow the leftists, the globalists, have figured out how to do it. They have figured out how to identify the tree of knowledge of good and evil again and pull even more fruit from it so that we have an even greater fall than we've ever had before. And that's why it's more important now than ever to go to InfoWarsStore.com, be the reason we are still on the air, fight back, not with violence, but with activism, with loyalty. Become a keyboard warrior. They might make fun of you. Oh, you're just a fat guy in the basement, and you're just a keyboard warrior. Whatever. That's how wars are won in this world today, behind a screen, unfortunately, because we're halfway to this virtual reality already when we interface with our phones and our computers. So be the keyboard warrior on the InfoWars. Go to go to InfoWarsStore.com. Buy something. Go to InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link. Be the reason we're still on the air. Be the reason that we're going to make America great again. And stay with us, folks, because we have more on the other side. What would you do if there was a tyrannical, totalitarian world government taking over whose plan was to kill 90% of the world population and they were already beginning to do it? You would rally against it, you would fight it. And that's what we're doing. This is the reality of 2023. I just want to thank listeners and viewers for your last year's support. and want to encourage you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, to take clips and share it from the broadcast, and to buy products that enrich your life at InfoWarsTore.com. We have the signed or unsigned copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalist and Launch the Second Renaissance. Twice as long as my last book, incredibly powerful, signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. And we have X2 finally back in stock after over year infowarstore.com we have turbo force 10 hour clean energy back in stock and a bunch of other great products as well so please visit infowarstore.com and do your christmas shopping there fund the info war and get great products all at the same time i have been in a 28 year marathon battle with a globalist i have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics not just in america but in the world We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, your host for this evening. But don't worry, it's the last time I'm going to be hosting this show. Because Owen Schroyer is coming back on Monday. I will be hosting Sunday now, though. See me there. Want. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. Open lines. I want to hear whatever you have to say. You can talk about own if you want. Talk about the news if you want anything else. But I do want to run clip 19 because we were talking before our own came back 
and made that sort of divinely inspired appearance that was inspiring to all of us here, and I think all the listeners as well. We were talking about the Alex Jones interview with Tucker Carlson, and we showed some funny clips of it. The Seltzer stuff was hysterical, but there was also a very serious tone. And we ended the segment before Owen came back discussing how the globalists want to depopulate all of us, which is the truth. But there's some more sort of predictions that Alex made in clip 19 I want to run, talking about the real risks that our political class, members of our political class, or these political candidates, rather, is a better way to put it, face given how corrupt and entrenched our intelligence community is in the political operations of this nation domestically. Go ahead and run 19. You look at the trajectory of this, how they're escalating on Trump, whether you love him or hate him. He's now a populist icon. Uh, he, he's now the underdog. Uh, the globalists are coming after him. They're coming after our right to vote for who we want. He gets 60 percent. Which all- is the fundamental right in a democracy. I, the people rule. I can vote for whomever I want. It do, and if you don't like that person, that's immaterial. Absolutely. Right? And he's been indicted for saying they're stealing elections. They're stealing it. Try, do, oh, I'm aware. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In their indictments of him. Is election theft, but yes. So, so, but despite that, he's got 60% against all other Republicans. He's 15, 20 points ahead of Biden. It's backfired, but the deep state's not going to stop. So you said to Trump several times in that 400 million views or whatever you got, biggest show ever, you know, you said to him, well, isn't the next thing them trying to kill you? And he, he, he's so confident he doesn't want to think about that. And we're, well, he whereas, doesn't want to think about it. That's whereas right. I admire someone that's that comp, confident you know the deep state does kill people and 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 that's their only next move because this is failing and and i think they're going to kill biden too or i think they're going to try to what you said in a speech again before the last one i talked about like a month ago you said i don't see biden and trump being the candidates you see the system the media going after biden and he deserves it but they were covering it up until now now they're covering the laptop now they're covering attack on the dog now they're covering you know all of his senility all the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig. You there know. you go. And, it, and once you watch the interview, obviously to this audience, it's preaching to the choir, but it just becomes so obvious how important it is for Alex Jones to be allowed back on Twitter. Not even Important is not even the right word. The right word is how ridiculous it was that he was ever taken off to begin with. And I just want to show this clip 21 of Timcast when they covered the news last night on the show that Musk was considering bringing Alex back on. Let's hear what they had to say. Here's a story from the post-millennial. Elon Musk considers bringing Alex Jones back to X. We'll run a poll to decide. So here's what happens. We, uh, we have Tucker Carlson drop his interview with Alex Jones. The quartering tweets, think about how much letting Alex Jones back on X would make the machine rage, Elon Musk. It's time. Elon responds. We'll consider. In general, since this platform aspires to be the global town square, permanent bans should be extremely rare. Also, if he does say something false on this platform, then community notes will correct him, whereas that would not be the case elsewhere. And then he says, let's hold a poll. So this could be it. I think uh, I, I think with this boycott, the uh, attack against Elon Musk and X, which is clearly uh, nonsensical. Uh, Elon earlier was tweeting at Disney because Instagram and Meta, uh, Instagram and Fa- uh, Facebook Meta companies were sued by the New Mexico AG for 
advancing, allowing and facilitating child abuse and all that entails trafficking, et cetera, and materials. And so Elon Musk is saying, why, why are they still advertising on these on this platform? How come all these advertisers are on Facebook with no problem about something we've all known about now for how it's been like a year since the initial reports came out that they were doing this and no action's been taken and they're boycotting X. I think actions like that result in Elon being like, all right, screw it. Alex Jones is back. I, I think that Alex Jones coming back is probably baked into the cake now. I, I don't know that I don't know that I agree that the the treatment of Musk currently by the government and by the other media establishment um, is is the defining factor. I think that the conversation that that um, Tucker Carlson had with uh, with with Jones, I listened to about half of it on the way on the way here today. Um, and I think that there's a lot of compelling uh, there's a lot of compelling stuff in the conversation that would that would I think would make Musk sit, uh, kind of sit up and be like, oh, I, I misunderstood. Because if I understand correctly, Musk's position was Alex Jones did do this and that's why he was booted off. And apparently um, that's not the case. So. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Elon Musk's position was publicly, well, Alex Jones said a bunch of bad things. So, you know, there's a, there's a line. But in reality, it was, guys, there's only so much I can do. Right. We yeah. Can, he was trying to avoid having every advertiser just jump off the platform. But if that's happening already, seems like Elon's like, all right, screw it. Whatever. Well, I think, I mean, he probably kind of, I mean, maybe there is a little more to your initial comment than I, than I initially said, because he's probably, he probably is thinking, well, you know, they're banning they're they're affecting my advertising base anyways. Right. Like I've, right. I've done the things that, that you're supposed to do to get along with them. But because I, own X and don't want to, you know, just allow the FBI to have an office in my building um, because of that, then they're still going to go and, and try and attack me and, and try and ruin the business. I think that uh, I think that he that that probably does have a, a, a significant impact on his, his take. I fully agree. That's exactly what I think is happening. They, and I, I wouldn't even consider that the advertisers aren't even boycotting X. They're boycotting Elon. They're, it's a personal. It seems personal. I think it's governmental. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of criminals. Hunter Biden is indicted now on multiple felony tax charges, including, quote, office expense and, quote, deductions for over-the-hill strippers. On the same day as House Republicans formalized the impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden, the special counsel investigating Hunter Biden charged the president's son late Thursday on nine counts stemming from his failure to pay his federal taxes on time on millions in income from foreign businesses. Let's go ahead and run clip 20 of Anderson Cooper breaking this news on Hunter Biden. We begin tonight with breaking news. New federal charges against the president's son, Hunter Biden. They have not yet been made public. We learned of their existence just before airtime and do not know the details, only that in addition to being the second set of charges he's facing, anything to do with the president's son is potentially significant, all the more so during a presidential campaign. Here with the latest, you know, Chief Legal Affairs Correspondent, Paula Reed. Paula, what do you know about these charges? Good evening, Anderson. Well, our colleague Evan Perez breaking the news that the Justice Department has filed a new criminal case against Hunter Biden. We don't know the specific charges because the court documents are not yet public. Just a few weeks ago, we broke the news that the special counsel appointed to investigate the president's son, David Weiss, has been using a Los Angeles-based grand jury to gather evidence about Hunter Biden's finances, specifically his taxes. Now, going back to 2018, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney has been investigating so Hunter Biden's finances. The dialogue? Hunter Biden repeatedly missed 
IRS deadlines to pay his taxes and eventually owed around $2 million. Anderson, he did pay back what he owed, uh, including $800,000 in penalties and fees. And this was all expected to be resolved as part of a plea deal where he would plead guilty to two misdemeanors. But over the summer, that plea deal fell apart. The U.S. attorney, David Weiss, was then appointed a special counsel and the investigation was revived. Now, the special counsel has already filed three gun charges against Hunter Biden in Delaware. Now, Hunter Biden's lawyers insist that here the special counsel is bowing to pressure from Republicans to charge the president's son with something. They do not believe uh, that a criminal trial is the proper venue for these allegations. And they're confident on the gun charge that they will prevail at trial. Anderson, again, is unclear exactly what charges have been filed in Los Angeles. But they previously told me that they believe if they bring this tax case, not as a plea deal, but as a criminal trial, that they will win. Yeah, we'll see about that. We're going to get more into it in the next segment. Make sure you call on 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. And in the meantime, visit InfoWarsStore.com because we do have a Christmas super sale of up to 60% off plus free shipping to store-wide and double Patriot points. Christmas time is here again. Defend the celebration of the holiday and support the InfoWars crew while getting the gifts you need for yourself and your loved ones at rock-bottom prices. Stick with us, folks. More on the other side. Answer my question, you authoritarian. We're in. Hello? Yeah, just turn your radio off. Turn your radio off. Hello, yeah. Turn the radio off. Go ahead, turn it off. Good, yes. I love it. I'm sorry, I love you, Frank. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, of course I can hear you. I just want to tell you. 877-789-2539. In case you haven't noticed, world government, globalism, the attack on the family, open borders, fentanyl, wars, tyranny, surveillance, censorship, Satanism is all out of the open. But finally, people are waking up and realizing the threat. And it's InfoWars that the enemy recognizes is right at the tip of the spear. And that means you're the tip of the spear. And I'm asking all of you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to get great products at InfoWarsStore.com that will enrich and empower your life. X2 sold out for over a year. Back in stock, selling out, discounted. Shorewide free shipping. Double Patriot points. Turbo Force, the strongest, most powerful nootropic out there. It is discounted back in stock. Infowarstore.com. Get Turbo Force. Get all the great products at Infowarstore.com. And I thank you all for your support. God bless and good luck. <laughs> 